The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here, now. Well, welcome to The Masculine Journey, and I think, you know, we have a real chance to have our greatest <laughs> show ever because we're talking topic. about the greatest commandment. <laughs> so, I mean, is, if we pull this off, Sam, we should be, this should be our greatest show ever? Well, in theory, absolutely. Why wouldn't it be? Yeah, so... Last week, we, we talked about doing this two-part series, which where Jesus was asked, you know, by the Pharisees, sort of in a trick question situation, what, you know, were the greatest commandments? And he answered with love the Lord your God with all your heart, you know, and then again, love your neighbor as yourself. And last week, Sam kind of threw that first one out as love your neighbor as yourself, kind of to set up this greatest show ever, Jim. Loving God. Yeah. So Nothing better. Loving God. And Except we have Brian in the studio God. with us today. Hey. And uh, I know you're excited about this greatest show ever. I am. I really am. <laughs> <laughs> Barnman Bailey would say, it's, it's, <laughs> I, I here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, which one of us is Barnum? The which greatest show on But <laughs> Sam. On the greatest commandment, you had a, a method to your madness. You know, I did. I, I think that we talked a little bit about it last week, but you cannot really do the second part of that commandment, that second commandment, until you are stepping more fully into the first one. Right? You know, we really got to have that relationship with God in alignment before we can really truly ever have those other relationships in alignment. Yeah, and not speaking from a bathtub is always good, too. <laughs> oh, is it breaking up? No, it's just it's sometimes our our phone system makes it sound like that. So if you think that Sam's in a bathtub, you're really not, right, Sam? Not as far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, as I, I contemplated this topic, like, that's a really challenging thing to understand how do you love the Lord your God? How Specifically, how do you do that? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. mind. And, you know, what's involved in that? <clears throat> and interestingly, I couldn't find a clip, I thought, anywhere that adequately showed that kind of love for God. So I actually went to romantic love to kind of be an illustration of what I would hope, you know, I would share with God. And romantic love is losing ourselves in that love, which is what we should do with our love for God. And, and so and we, we're stupid when we do it romantically, but I guess being stupid for God's okay. You know, David danced around in his underwear. I'm just saying. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did, and that's how, you know, he was out there. So this first clip is from the movie A Big Fat Greek Wedding. And the reason why I love it is is 
those who know me well know my favorite book <laughs> in the Bible is the Song of Solomon. And in the first chapter, she says to him, he's looking at her, and he's, she's, she gets scared, and she wants to hide, and she says, dark am I yet comely, or you know, dark am I yet beautiful, don't look at me, because my brothers, they put me on the sun and made me look this way. That's Robbie's paraphrase. That's the <laughs> RSV. So if you listen to Ian coming after, or what's her name? Eula? Or, oh, I don't. Anyway, the I didn't Greek see girl. the movie. Yeah. <laughs> He's coming after her, but she's hiding. And she doesn't want to talk about who she really is. She really doesn't want to talk about her family. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this with God shows up in your prayer life and all of a sudden you find yourself not necessarily wanting to share all the details, but here's what, have a listen and see what happens, how the intimacy changes when she gets real. Picked a new major, and the parents weren't too pleased, you know? Yeah, I think it, um, I think it takes a pretty strong person to do that. Well, you know everything about me then. I'm a pretty strong vegetarian teacher <laughs> over at Lincoln Park, and I don't know anything about you. Except you're Greek. <laughs> what do you do for Christmas with your family? Uh, my mom makes roast lamb. Ooh, with mint jelly? Yeah. And? And? I'm Greek, right? Right. So what happens is my dad and my uncles, they fight over who gets to eat the lamb brain. And then my Aunt Vula forks the eyeball and chases me around with it, trying to get me to eat it because it's going to make me smart. So you have two cousins. I have 27 first cousins. Just 27 first cousins alone. And my whole family is big and loud and everybody's in each other's lives and business all the time. Like you never just have a minute alone just to think because we're always together just eating, eating, eating. The only other people we know are Greeks because Greeks marry Greeks to breed more Greeks, to be loud breeding Greek eaters. Wow. I'm serious. No one in my family has ever gone out with a non-Greek before. No one. And you're, you're, gosh, you're just, you know, wonderful. But I just don't see how this is going to work out. So. Work out? What, what's to work out? We're not a different species. Yes, we, we come from different backgrounds. And, and hey, here's some news about my life to this point. And it's boring. Then I met you and... You're interesting, and you're beautiful, and fun, and you got a weird family. Who doesn't? I just want to spend some time with you. I just want to spend a little time with you. Did you say I'm beautiful? Uh, so picture your own, you know, prayer life for a minute. You're talking to God. <laughs> And you're kind of like, I don't think this is going to work out. If you really knew <laughs> all the stuff in my family, if you really knew all that there is about Robbie Dillmore, you know, this, this really, this, this isn't going to work out. And Jesus really does say, but Robbie, I, I just want to spend some time with you. And, and, and really, you think I'm beautiful? I mean, are you getting a good look at this? <laughs> yeah, the more I think of that clip and hear it, the more I see that relationship in there. And I think for many of us, that's how we react when we're with God. 
she was very quiet. She didn't tell him anything. And then when he finally coaxed it out of her, he wouldn't shut up, or she wouldn't shut up. But the relationship wasn't there until the very end when there was a back and forth. There wasn't the, it's all me or it's all you. Right, you still love me even even when, Sam. And in your case, sometimes you get mad at God. And Yeah, so, you know, I think it, it becomes really the question of what gets in the way of the intimacy. You know, in her case, it was like shame. Almost, she felt some shame over the way her family reacts, or maybe you're mad at God over something that happened in your life, in a relationship, or in a job situation, and you don't really deal with it. It it gets in the way of your ability to have that deep, true intimacy with Him. And Brian, I I love what you said before the show, that that intimacy is is kind of brought out in in your favorite verse. Yeah, so... You know, I got to thinking about this uh, topic, and one of the verses I looked at was John 15. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. It, it goes on later to say, as the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. And then later on it says, greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. I just thought it was a good picture of, loving God and um, you know, his ability to love us back even though we might um, not want to be. Yeah, and it, it, it's an interesting challenge. You had said you, you heard something you, you hadn't heard. I'm curious, Jim, where, where were you going with that earlier? You mean uh, over the weekend? Mm-hmm. I sort of was all ready for tonight, and then I was told that I don't know what love is, and I had to sort of accept that. And and I, I was at a seminar with Steve Brown, and he made the point that love is something that if we try to define it, we diminish it. But we know it when we see it, and we know the fruit of it. And, you know, I thought I had a reasonable grasp on love, and I know all the Greek words for it. And and Hesed is a favorite study of mine, but we don't understand the love God has for us. It's beyond our comprehension, but it is so overwhelming that the best, most innocent puppy love you ever had in your life is a pale imitation of the love he has for us. Yeah, it's, and I love that as I thought about it since you told me earlier today, actually. You know, wow, anything that I did to try to describe that feeling of what that really was would diminish it because you're explaining something that clearly is is unexplainable. And, you know, some passages that just jump out at me that's just unbelievable in in Jeremiah where it talks about that God's going to do a new thing. The bride encircles the groom. And and what he's talking about is the bride of Christ. That's us. And, And the reason why we're encircling the groom, and that happens seven times, in a Jewish wedding, if you ever attend one, the bride will go around the groom seven times in order to bring down the walls of his heart. And so it, it's kind of like, what do I do? What can I do in response to what this love is that I have for God that would bring down the walls of his heart? Now, when we come out of the break here in a minute, you're going to hear a song. It's actually by Jen Johnson. 
And Jen Johnson is Bill Johnson's um, daughter, if those are familiar with who he is. But she sings this song about what can I do, my beautiful king, you know, and and the part that you're not hearing in the song, the reason I'm setting it up this way is because you don't hear the part where she's trying to do, how do I bring your, the walls of your heart, God, you know, do I dance? Do I sing? Do I write you poetry? You know, what is it that I need to do? She's looking for something to do that would bring out God's love. And, And in so many ways, you know, that echoes what a lot of us think about. Then listen to her response. She gets back from Jesus. It's coming up to the bump. We'll let it play all the way through. But think about, wow, how can I get to that place where I can grow closer with God and that we feel like a boot camp's a place for that to happen? Coming up November 1st through the 4th, go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. It's a Masculine Journey Advanced Boot Camp. Advanced Freedom. Advanced Healing. Advanced Walk with Jesus. If you've attended two or more Masculine Journey Boot Camps or Ransom Heart Boot Camps, then you qualify for this Advanced Boot Camp. Talk about Advanced Adventure. This camp is at Treetop Adventures on Lake Hickory, including aquatic sky boots. You could be flying on water. Coming up this August 17th through 19th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. So I, I, her response is so fascinating to me, and, and I think so accurate that Jesus, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> you just, you just have to be here with me. This moment is so sweet, and and I don't know, you know. I often think that when I was a young, you know, adolescent boy, you know, you you would crush on a girl, and in my day, <laughs> you, you would. It would just give you this unbelievable feeling, and I was always hoping, really, that that, that I would I could get that back and keep it because it, it's such a unique, wonderful feeling. Where you walk on air, you know they they write songs about that feeling and all that went on. And maybe you can go back in your life because I, I really think that this is a place that we've been attacked many, 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 many times. Is at this point of intimacy because the enemy knows that that's really that place right there is where God is is trying to get to. But when you were there. Did you ever, you know, go to the street where your girlfriend lived and just hang out and hope that she would come out the door so that you could, or would you kind of, you know, peer around, try to figure out what time she would come out, whatever it was you could do to just be around her, what did, what did that feel like? Now, that, I'm using this to set up this clip, which, you know, these guys want to pull my man card because it's a clip from Camp Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Which sounds like a manly <laughs> film, but, but apparently isn't. <laughs> this is classic 
stuff from my standpoint because Joe Jonas here has got he's been crushing on this girl and so he he is in one camp on one side of the lake and this girl's in this opposing camp on the other side of the lake and he's been doing everything to get a look at this girl he's got the binoculars you know he's he's going over there so and then he waves and she sees him and he comes across the other way and she waves and and he's just totally smitten and in love but then once she shows up as you'll hear you know he's kind of like many teenage boys clue free and it doesn't go well for him I, I'm so sorry. Are you okay? Hi, Dana. What are you doing here? What do you think? You came to see me? Good guess. <laughs> well, here I am. <laughs> That's it? I came all the way over here in a canoe, risking my father's wrath, and... That's all you have to say to me. I don't know what else I'm supposed to say. There's nothing you're supposed to say. Every day I see you looking and waving, and I'm all, that's so sweet. I so like him. You do? Really, that's, that's what you say? But then... But then... That's never good. How do I really know if I don't know anything about you? I guess I just thought you were different. I am different. No, you're not. You're exactly like every other teenage boy in the world. Have you ever told me anything about yourself? You know, other than you like canoeing? Well, I don't really like canoeing. Oh. Oh, good. So I really know nothing about you. I still don't know what I'm supposed to say. I think you just did. Hi, Dana. Ah! Kind of makes you jump, doesn't it? Uh, you shouldn't be here. I know, but I couldn't wait. Wait for what? It's a list of things that nobody knows about me. Two minutes! Uh, I really gotta go. I'm sorry. Wait. You still have two minutes. Okay. Wasting time I think lyrics need to rhyme And you're not asking But I'm trying to grow a mustache I eat cheese But only on pizza, please And sometimes on a homemade quesadilla Otherwise it smells like feet to me And I... So the result of that song, you know, I had to cut it off because these guys could only take so much camp rock. <laughs> <laughs> Amen, my friend. <laughs> is that, which, you know, if you were to see Joe Jonas's face, the fact that he's trying to grow a mustache is very hilarious, and he loses. <laughs> and, and, and the whole thing is this teenage love. That if, if you recall when you were there and what that felt like and, and how it, was, it just grasped you in every way, shape, or form, you know, that, it's a beautiful thing, but then they didn't know how to express themselves. They didn't know how to walk into it. And and he began that point of it. This is who I am. <laughs> and then when you think about the scriptures, Jim, is a way to dig in. I mean, as I have fallen more and more and more in love with God, a lot of the way I did that was just finding out he was trying to grow a mustache and he thinks that cheese smells like feet. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, initially I, I thought you said she smells like feet, which would totally be different. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> cheese. Cheese, not, no, that's right. He only ate cheese on homemade quesadillas. You know, like, yeah. Okay. Well, I haven't seen Camp Rock, so I don't know I'm supposed to dislike it, but I hated that clip because, <laughs> because it was me up until he did the song. I wouldn't have gone that far. I'd have given up and gone off and and sulked for a while after getting crushed until I fell for the next one and I finally married the first one that would that responded to me. I mean, we weren't married at seventeen, but I knew I was going to marry her at seventeen, and we were at eighteen. But up till then, that first half of that clip was every love I ever had. And yes, I used to go hang out on streets and do silly things to try to see girls that I had a crush on. I'd like to do that with God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 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 one of the things that enamored me with the Song of Solomon is that in, in, in the second chapter, um, she describes him. She says, "My lover is like a stallion. He, he's up on the on the rocks. He's coming under. You know, he's 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 on the the feet of deer." And then he peers through the lattice. He looks through the window. He's that in love with you, like that that he's hanging out on your street and he's singing. If you know, I've often walked on this street before, but the <laughs> pavement never stayed beneath my feet before. I'm just telling you, <laughs> singing in the right. <laughs> no, that's my fair lady. Anyway, that's that's the point, Sam. God is that in love with us, and and we don't know what to say. You know, we don't. And I don't know that we know how to respond to it because we've never, a lot of times, allowed ourselves to feel that love. You know, that uh, we've let those things that inhibit us get in our way, those things that the enemy pokes at, those those times where intimacy didn't go well or that we were hurt, you know, and he tries to put that on God. You know, and as we peel those things back and we learn to, to really accept that love, Man, it's it's the ultimate game changer. Yeah, it, it really is. Um, I, I I read just today on Twitter that <laughs> of all places, but I, this was a phenomenal little tweet. It said, you know, those people who don't allow their heels to cut—I mean, their heels to their wounds to heal—bleed on the ones that they're trying to help. And and therein lies the thing is, you know, we're bleeding on our wives and our children, you know, based on the wounds that, that we're not letting Jesus come in and heal. But he's he said so clearly that that's what he's after. Brian, is that healing? He is, yeah. He really is. And so I think so many times we um, we just don't want that. We don't want to go deep. So therefore we don't want that intimacy with him because we don't really want to go there. So I mean I, I think the the thing we need to realize is if we do go there like you said it will it will really do good for us and not hurt us. I think it is when he was announcing his ministry reading the Isaiah scroll. I'm pretty sure the very first thing he mentioned is healing the brokenhearted. And that's all of us and that's what he came to do for each and every one of us. Yeah, cuz he realizes if you could get that heart back, if you could be that teenager again, fell hopelessly, helplessly, you know, just like smitten, wow. You know, that's all still there. 
and, and it just needs to be healed. And, and that opportunity, Sam, it, it takes time that, that you're going to have to invest in that. You're going to have to say, when am I going to take the time to get my heart back so that I can offer it to God and, and ultimately, like you talked about, to offer it to others? Because how are you going to love them if you don't invest the time and the energy into getting your heart back? Yeah, I think it begins with being honest with yourself of as much as you can, as much as you've realized what gets in the way. You know, is it, is it those old broken pieces? Is it busyness or, you know, is it distraction? You know, what is it? Is it maybe yes to all three? You know, maybe it's something different that is part of your story that keeps you from having that time to spend with God or that keeps you from being vulnerable when you are spending time with God. Yeah, and, and, and there's some agreements, I think, in there too, Sam, that I, I did not know I had and made myself Jesus wants to tell you, I mean, if, if we begin to li- listen for his voice, he wants to tell us where we need to work, and he wants to go there, but you got to believe that that's something that he wants, and you can't have an agreement, well, you know, God's not that interested in me. No, you know, and all you could do is look to Scripture and say there were a lot of people that did some things that weren't very good at all, and God still <laughs> pursued them. You know, I mean... Look at look at uh, you know Paul when he was Saul, you know I mean God God continued to pursue him and loved him and and literally changed his life, which you know Paul helped you know change so many other people's lives through his walk with God. I think a critical part of that every one of us that's read the Bible we know God loves us He has to that's His job. <laughs> But do you know that God likes you? Do you know that he delights in you? That he is, he literally died to spend time with you and be able to. That's what you have to recognize in yourself. And all of us look at ourselves and we know that we're not worth loving. And it didn't matter. And, you know, you look at that weekend coming up November 1st or the 4th and you think, can I afford to take this time? Really? Or can you afford not to have your heart back to live the rest of your year? Or, or do you believe that the masculine journey can help you go there to take some time between you and God? Because he's the one that's going to heal it. And it's available right there at masculinejourneyradio.org. Register today. We would love to spare time with you there, wouldn't we? Yes, we would. And you'll learn about love <laughs> with a capital L. <laughs> you went and diminished it. You start talking about the yeah, there. You it. went. All right. <laughs>